This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. I'm still partying here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but I do have three very special guests to talk about today's 1-0 win over champions Manchester City. We have done it again. They have found to score here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yet again. Three fantastic points, a record-breaking day for Harry Kane as well, and it smiles all round, as you can see. Um, let's introduce the first guest. We have got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Rick, how are you? Oh, I'm buzzing, brother. I am buzzing. My gosh, did we need that? When I saw Emerson Royal on the team sheet, I was disappointed. <laughs> I was like, come on, Poro, but what a great decision that was. He played out of his skin today, one of his strongest games. A big shout-out to Davies as well. He was everywhere, Davies. Oh, my gosh. What a player today, man. What a player. Hoiberg, box to box. And the record breaker, history maker, Harry <laughs> Class A Kane. Come on. I am we, we, might, we, we might as well end the show now. He said everything. <laughs> I, 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 I am yeah. buzzing, mate. I am buzzing. Oh, my gosh. How we needed those three points after that 4-2 yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah. and, and what a way to get us back on track, man. Come on, man. Oh, I'm ready to get into this today. <laughs> We've also got impressionist Darren Altman back with us. Darren, how are you? <laughs> Harry Clark, you know the rest, bruv. Expressions. That <laughs> <laughs> went bad, actually. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> How are you, Darren? You good? Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. Thank you for asking. What a result. I mean, I'm going to put my words, put them on a plate, add a bit of humble pie and eat my words because Emerson Royal was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it in a second. We've also got entertainer Gary Maloney back with us. Gary, how are you? I'm good. I was only just saying to Craig, you know, me and Craig are big fans of Emerson Royal. We've always said he's the main part of the team, to be fair. But, no, listen, I'm really good. I'm glad we got the win. I was a bit like, you know what, if we win, amazing. If we draw, OK. If we lose, we're not helping Arsenal out. But I think just quickly, for Harry Kane to get the record, it had to be at home and it had to be in a game that we won. So it was just, it was set up perfectly. So I'm so pleased for him. And it was a nice little touch from Tottenham doing all the stuff on the screen and interviewing at the end with Paul Coy and stuff. You know, Chris, obviously. Um yeah, really good day. So I'm 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 chuffed. I'm really happy. So it was good. 
Well, I've got to say, as I said, I'm still at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The atmosphere today was absolutely electric. And yeah. the fact that Harry Kane has got the uh, record today uh, just tops it all off. And the 1-0 win, the clean sheet, it just seems like the perfect day, perfect result and a brilliant day for Harry Kane and a fantastic day for the fans. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's, uh, let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on today's game. I know you've given us half your thoughts already, but Emerson today, um, I thought was absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. What a decision to start him today. You know, I can understand the thinking behind, like, starting him because he had a solid game against Fulham. He stepped up a little bit here. Do you know what I mean? He had, he, But to step up against the opposition that we had today and, and, and that, you know, and Grealish, do you know what I mean? What a little sod he is. Do you know what I mean? The amount, the, the amount of diving, the amount of kind of just like Lamella play, do you know what I mean? The wind-up of him, you know? Yeah. And so so for, for Emerson to kind of deal with that, as well as kind of put in a, a defensive kind of solid display, oh, fantastic. He's overlapping, runs are working today, even just creating a little bit of chaos there. I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm buzzing today. I mean, we really, really, really needed that type of, that type of game, that type of performance, that type of pickup. You know, after the January transfer window, after the doom and gloom a couple of weeks ago, it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the doom and gloom. And here we are again. Tottenham have done it to us again. They've given us a <laughs> ray of light and, and, and they've, they've risen their head above the parapet just a, again and we haven't got shot down. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this is the beginning of something special, man. Like we're going into the business end of the season. Everything happens at this time of the season now. Every game is going to count. Every point. Every progression is going to count. And do you know what I mean? To have a fully split squad today and Emerson start and have that type of performance. Wow, man. Wow. Davies for me, again, I, I know I said it in my intro, but Davies was everywhere today. He was everywhere. I said his name so many times. He, he, I don't know what he was drinking today. I think he had a couple of cans of Red Bull or something, but he was an energizer bunny up and down, left, right, and center. <laughs> Defensive cover as well as offensive cover, like dynamite, you know, as well as Hoibo being the man of the match and kind of running rings around people and kind of being, being you know, the guy, the, the guy that he is. It was also those clever things that he pulled out of the bag, going down at certain times or stopping the game at certain times. You know, yeah. getting back, people back into positions at certain times so that we could go again. Super clever play, man. So, Kulu, <laughs> oh my gosh. I could go on for days. Kulu, <laughs> That's good. Oh my gosh. He, he, was, he was Mr. Danger. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And for Harry, oh my. Oh, for Harry to get that today in front of that crowd, the way that the crowd were going on. Chris, you was in there. You said it was electric. We felt the electricity at home, let me tell yeah. you. And for him to get that ovation, did you see the smile on his face? Did you see how happy he was? He didn't look like a man that wants to go anywhere. He looked super pride prideful. He looked super happy. And he looked super like just, it, it, it was in his soul, in his stomach, in his heart, in his head. It was all throughout his body. You know the boy loves Spurs. He only wants to succeed with Spurs. And it was just great to see that. It was great to experience that, man. Oh, what a three points. What a three points. Ricky, Chris writes on the screen there, most complete game all year, 90 minutes all out. Because, of course, we have said on this show so often about Spurs games this season uh, not performing in the opening 45 minutes. That was a complete 90 minutes performance, wasn't it? It was, and it's about time. Do you know what I mean? And it's funny, you know, like Antonio Conte wasn't on the sidelines today. And I think that the boys picked up that responsibility. They took on the challenge. They... 
they not only done it for themselves, you know, without the head teacher around, they done it for the head teacher sitting at home, you know, ill, you know, resting up. So, and from what I hear, he was trying up until the last minute to get down to the ground or to be involved in some way, shape or form. It was only the doctors that have said to him, no, listen, Antonio, you've got a rest. So for him, you know, that, that three points in that performance is going to put a big smile on his face and he's going to come back raring to go. Do you know what I mean? It's going to heal up that wound even quicker. So, oh my gosh, what a complete 90 minutes. Some more of that, please. Some more of that, please. Darren, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts. Just a great performance. I mean, I don't know what to say. Um, Emerson Royal, I mean, I, I, I slate him. And I, 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 tweeted, <laughs> I tweeted, what has he got on Conte and Conte's misses? For, for an order, not, not only for him to be picked for today's game, for him, but it, for him to still be at the club. But yeah. uh, you've got to say, you know, I mean, you've got to say, as I say, you've got to say he was absolutely brilliant today. He was great. And, and against Fulham, and what I noticed, um, tactically speaking, he tends to be coming off the right now and coming into the centre a bit more and even onto the left and swapping. So I don't know what, um, what Conte is doing there. This is a tactical thing, but he seems to be, because I was at the Fulham game, I went to Craven Cottage, and um, tactically he seems to be leaving his position on the right and playing a bit more central and coming, uh, getting a bit more involved now. And it worked. And that little shit at Grealish, he had him in his pocket. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. Um, Hoiberg was immense and um, gesturing to the team to, like, keep pushing up, to not yeah. sit deep and soak up the pressure, telling everyone to get forward. Great. I mean, um, Kuliszewski on the right, brilliant. Son was a little bit quiet. He, he came into his own at the, in the second half and started marauding and, and, and making some great runs. I thought he was a bit quiet in the first half. But as a, as a, and, and um, Dyer, again, pushing up now, not staying, um, you know, so far back, like pushing up really quite deep um, at some part. Sorry, high up the pitch. Um, just a great performance. Really, really good. I mean, I just hope we can, I hope this is a catalyst because we played well against Fulham uh, in the second half again. We played well against City and I just hope that we can kick on now because um, like you say, this is the business end, Ricky. This is, you know, we're in fifth, we're one point uh, behind Newcastle, albeit um, we've played a game more than most most now. But if this can be a catalyst for us to kick in, wow, brilliant, brilliant. It must be a good performance, Darren, because I think you named literally every player there. Yeah, yeah, um, and and um, uh, Romero, core, wow, just great. Those challenges. I mean, no wonder he got uh, subbed. Yeah, because I mean, he had a bit of. He was the one having the red ball or something at half time because he was like wallop. Um, and also um, uh, Benton core breaking up the play as well, like just really solid in the middle. Breaking up the play. God, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. I don't have a clue, but it was great. <laughs> really good. Really good. Great. Well, I think some of us are lost for words because we didn't expect that 90-minute performance because we've not had it all no. season, like we said yeah, earlier. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To play well in the first half is so unspurs. Like, it's the performance we've been looking for. And we played against the champions, you know. We haven't just beaten... Um, 
you know, Forest or, or, or Southampton. We've, we've, we've taken the champions to town and it, it was great from, from minute one. Just please God that we can carry on that mentality now and not wait till we go a goal behind and not wait for, you know, the second half to kick in where we suddenly decide that we want to play football. Really great. Gary, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Yeah, really pleased. Um, I'm not surprised, though, because, you know, Tottenham, when we play City at our ground, I mean, even if you go take your mind back to uh, under Nuno, you know, first game of the season, everyone expected us to lose that. I was at that game. I spent out big money on hospitality because I was confident that, you know, we can beat City. And I'm not surprised by today. You know, I'm really pleased. I'm happy. I'm surprised by some of the performances. Definitely, definitely Emerson Royale. Um, he really, he just seemed to have so much more energy than a lot of the other players on the pitch today. He just never ran out of, of breath. He was just constant, non-stop. He definitely had Grealish. Um, even Romero, right? I was a bit frustrated with, with Romero with the first challenge because it was unnecessary. But the second one, I think it was more of Grealish diving than a tackle by Romero. And that's what frustrates me with that because we, we touched on it before the show started, but... You know, I won't swear, but Grealish really frustrates me when he plays. Now, you could say to a certain extent, Harry Kane does that sometimes, you know, when he wants to get a free kick in the middle of the pitch or whatever. But Grealish was constant today with his diving and his cheating and it annoyed me. And I, I felt a bit bad for Romero getting sent off for that. But at the same time, hopefully he might learn from it. And ultimately, we didn't lose, you know, so we, we beat them with 10 men, which is better than 11. But I don't really think he, that was a foul against Greenish, if I'm honest. But Hoiberg, I just thought, was absolutely immense. And to, to get that tackle in and to do that pass when, when you know, he was practically on the floor when he when he toe-poked that to Kane. Um, it was just brilliant. It really was brilliant. And, and look, I know they had charges that they hit the crossbar, you know, but I still feel and felt throughout that game we'd win it. I just did. And, and we've been there a few times with City, Chris. You know, you've seen us at, at, at Tottenham Stadium. We seem to put out these performances against City. Yeah. Um, and for me, I know there's been a lot of talk, you know, on Twitter and everything else about Tottenham winning, drawing, losing, obviously Arsenal and everything else. But I'll go back. And I was in that camp to a certain extent as well. But I'll go back to the same thing what I said earlier. You can't get Harry Kane to beat that record and then lose at home to City. It's just not going to work. You know, he, he had to get the winning goal. He had to beat the record. And it had to be against Man City. And that's why it wasn't last week. That's why it was here. And he said it himself on a few occasions. He's glad he did it in front of the home fans. And, you know, when the screen went up, I was like welling up. I felt, you know, emotional with it. That's how it gets you, Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I know Harry did, and I'm sure you guys did. It was, it was just a lovely moment. So I think we had to end it by winning the game. And in a weird sort of way, I think it's kind of good Romero got sent off, you know? And we finished it with 10 men because we can say, look, we beat City with 10 men. So, all in all, it's a good day. <laughs> what is it about Manchester City, though, Gary? Because they seem to score goals everywhere they go. Except yeah. the top stadium. It's incredible, mm. isn't it? We've Chris, won one more here under Luna. Yeah, honestly, Chris, we've been having this conversation for so many years. And I, I just, we are their bogey team. And I know we went down to the Etihad and, and they turned us over. But we still was in a good position and went 2-0 up. And we haven't done that much this season. It's just really bizarre, but they literally cannot win and cannot score at our stadium. And I know you can compare some other sides like that, but we really are. The, look, the other side of the coin, you could say us against Chelsea. But for, for Man City to be as big a club as they are, to win as much as they won, to have they've won, to come to our stadium and not even score a goal, 
it's absolutely insane. And let's be honest, Larissa hasn't been having great games, has he? But I know the crossbar saved us, but that that's what you, we're talking about, Chris. If it's not the crossbar, they're making mistakes. It always seems to happen when they play us. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, Pep Guardiola called Tottenham Hotspur the Harry Kane team. I think this should be the Harry Kane show. Ricky, let's talk about Harry Kane because he has now uh, got the record at Tottenham Hotspur, the leading goal scorer of all time, 267 goals. That would be 200th league goal, 200th Premier League goal today for Spurs, 15 in the FA Cup, 7 in the League Cup, 21 in the Champions League, 18 in the Europa League and 6 in the Europa Conference League, 267 goals. Unbelievable, Ricky, isn't it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I never thought I'd see the day, mate. I never thought I'd see the day. Wow. For, to, to, for us to have someone like that who's come through the ranks, who's gone through the ups and downs with us, left, right and centre, and still bang that amount of goals and still be the record uh, scorer and holder. and Oh, I mean, wow. I mean, and some of the goals that he's scored o- over the years, there's been, there's, been, there's been the plethora, you know what I mean? The whole genre. Of goals, he scored massive outside the box goals. He's yeah. he scored against the Goonies. He scored against oh. Chelsea. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's rescued us. He's there's times where it it, it it has been the Harry Kane team. It has been the time where he's just gone. You know what? Forget this. Uh, especially in our dips, especially in our times where we really wasn't playing well at all. The amount of times that he's just taken it by the scruff of the neck and gone, give me the ball. I'll take it in the midfield and I'll go and score. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. wow. Wow, 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 wow. And, and you know what? It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. We're, Absolutely brilliant. I can't recall a show where everyone's smiling so much on it. It's just really <laughs> weird, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? It's because we've all needed that. And including the yeah. boys on the field today, including Antonio in, 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 his, in his hospital bed tonight. Do you know what I mean? Or hopefully in his own bed tonight. You know, I think we all really needed a performance like that. And we, like you were saying there, Gaz, you know, for him to be at home, and score that goal at home, and it be the winner, and it be against Man City. And you know what? Even the commentators were saying on screen, you know, do you remember that Man City game that he didn't play? You know, what was that? That was the Nuno game. That was the Nuno game, yeah, when Son Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because there was that point where, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? And Yeah. He's still here, and he's he's bagged that record. Do you know what, Ricky? Can I just say a really good point you made there? Because... I often wonder if we'd have lost that game, would would the outcome have been different? Because it's so strange, isn't it? But I always Super remember that strange. game and think how we won it when we was, you know, everyone expected us to get turned over and lose that game. And we put a good performance out. And, you know, I think I think Bergwijn was through and we should have won that 2-0 if, if memory yeah. serves me right. But Son scored a great goal. But I do wonder if we'd have been turned over and lost 3-4-0, would we have lost Harry Kane? I mean, we'll never know. But, yeah, it's just... Typical Tottenham with City, it's, it's just mental. And and you got to remember that Harry Kane is a one season wonder. Just just putting <laughs> it out there. Just gonna let someone, everybody know. Someone just messaged me stating Antonio Conte has just called Harry Kane in the dressing room to congratulate him on the record. What a nice touch that is. Wow. Um, but I tell, I tell you what, I, I don't know whether they showed it on TV or not, but Christian Stellini was equally as animated as what Antonio Conte is on the touchline. And, you know, we're unbeaten under Stellini's management, aren't we? They didn't show much of him at all, if, if, if anything, Chris, to be honest, on Sky. Nothing. But, but you know what? Let's talk about Conte for a second. What a lovely touch that is. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and fr- from the reports that I heard during the week, 
his first phone call was to, to once he got out of operation, once he got out of surgery, he phoned Stellini and he started giving him the training schedule and, and the tactics for today. If that's somebody that is not passionate, is not, you know, embroiled, is not obsessed by football and is not there for Tottenham, I mean, who is? Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, so with with all the 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 contract talk, with all the highs and lows, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to go, look at that commitment there. Look, look at that. Look at the way that he reacted after Fulham. Do you know what I mean? When he came up to the fans, mm. you was there, Chris. When he came up to the fans and he's pumping his fist and he was like, "Come on, come on, come!" And he knew what a rough time that we've we've had. Sure. But but look at the other side right now. Look at the other side. Not only did he phone from his hospital bed to sort Man. out training and tactics for this game. But the first thing he done, as soon as the game's over, he's phone Harry Kane to go, well done, Sunshine. I mean, come on, man. The, yeah, the, brilliant. The, the, man is, the man is class. And, and a bit like Harry Kane, as long as Antonio's wearing a cockerel on his chest, he's wearing a cockerel on his chest. Do you know what I mean? Every single year with Harry Kane, he's going, he's going, he's going, he's going in the summer, he's going, and they're still there. So listen, while they've got a cockerel on their chest, Let's just keep backing them. Let the crowd keep singing their name and keep encouraging yeah. them and keep giving them that, that energy to, to keep moving forward with Tottenham Hotspur. Just quickly, did you notice when Kane scored the goal and then Son's run up to him and he's like, sort of gone to him like, look, and then Kane stopped the look and he's looked up and he's looked at the screen. Oh, man, I just yeah. I couldn't hold it in. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's Son like running over to him and he's like, look, Kane, and then Kane looks up and he's just got congratulations, Harry Kane. Like, it's... Oh, mate. Another assist by Son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Another assist by Son, right? Sorry, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I thought the assist was from Hoybier. No, it was. Oh, just... Well, to look at the screen. To look at the he screen. He means the screen. He means the screen. Come on, Chris. Keep up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sorry. I've got music in the background here. Yeah. Right, Chris, what, what was you going to say, Chris? Did you did you notice yeah. that in the stadium? Did the fans see Kane react to the screen and stuff? No, or? no. It, it, everyone, everyone was just so relieved that we uh, scored. Yeah, you'll see it tonight. You'll see it tonight. It's amazing. As I say, everybody was so ecstatic because we've, we've all witnessed history today, which is absolutely yeah. fantastic. It is emotional. Ricky, I've got like, you know, tears. Te honestly, talking about it. It does get you like that, you know. This that's, this is what this bloody club does to you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It really does. Like I'm sitting there almost in tears because I'm seeing Son tell Kane and Kane's reaction. We oh, we've all had many tears over this football club over the years, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I was to be just popped up a one. message from Harry Kane look, to all the Spurs fans across the world after becoming our all-time record scorer. It's just wow. What what a thing? It's beautiful. Really? Just, just stay on the subject of Harry Kane for a second. Um, 267 goals now, a record, as I said. Um, give me a couple of your favourites over the years. Oh, the Guna one is one of my favourites. It will always yeah. be one of my favourites with the, with the mask. It yeah, was just it was... the way that he done it and the way that he struck that ball, do you know what I mean? And I think today's goal is going to go down in history as well, just for being yeah. a 267, you know, for being against Man City. For being mm. against the, the 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 champions, all right, they they might not be the champions this year. Who knows? Who knows? The the, the season isn't over. Do you know what I mean? But the current champions to do it against them today, I think that's yeah. going to go down in history as well. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, Harry Kane, mate, Harry, what? Harry, all the goals, Kane. Come on. Well, let's all let's all do. Well, I won't do them because you've said them. So I'll go for two different ones, and we'll all do two different ones. All right. So I'll okay. I'll say. 
I think last season when he got the penalty against Arsenal, because there was a lot of pressure on that one. Um, I remember being in the stadium and I couldn't look. I was recording it by looking the other way. And I think the last minute header against Man City at the Etihad, oh. I think those two oh. for me were what typifies Harry Kane under pressure, immense pressure. And both of them goals were amazing. I loved it. That, that, they're my two. I, I, I might have picked yours, Ricky, but, you know, there's lots of two we could pick, <laughs> innit? Uh, yeah, we've got 267 to pick from, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Darren? Uh, I th- for me, I've got a memory like a sieve. I don't remember anything. Um, too much. Uh, well, it's 267 of them. I think I, the Arsenal goal, I think for me, with, with the uh, and his reaction, they just uh, to see what that meant to him. And don't forget the amount of penalties he scored. Unbelievable. You know, spotty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I've got a memory like a sieve, guys. I can't remember. Anything. <laughs> I, I, I just think for his try- reaction, for his reaction, that Arsenal goal. Yeah, it great. It was, was brilliant. But I'll chuck one more in for Darren. The Aston Villa goal. The free kick that announced him on the Tottenham radar. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the goal that, that got rid of Adebayor and Soldado, yeah. put them on the bench, and that goal there introduced him to all of us yeah. as, the, as the man he is today. Was his first goal against Sunderland, was it? Or I can't... Yeah, Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, I don't even know how I remember that. Yeah. That's, first I'm showing my goal. age. 5-1 win. Um, yeah. that, that was actually my son's first ever game. Was it? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that but, game now. I'm hoping that Harry Kane um, is yet to score a number of goals to Spurs. And I hope that, you know, he scores in a cup final for us and actually yeah. finally wins something at this club yeah. because someone like him really, really does deserve it. You're too, um, Chris. Come on, don't get out of it. Come on. I think it's got to be against Arsenal. I, I, I love yeah. any goals that he scores against Arsenal because they yeah, are brilliant. huge moments. They are yeah. absolutely huge moments for us, all Tottenham fans. So the any, last um, one was just insane, wasn't it? It was insane. Any yeah. Um, yeah. Gary, let's come to you. Um, let's talk about the starting 11. Of course, yeah. uh, Larice in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer and Davis, the wing-backs, Emerson, Royale and Perisic. In midfield, Benton, Kerr and Hoybier. And then the front three of Kulisewski, Son and Kane. Subs today, Forster, Sanchez, Lengley, Sessegnon, Pedro Poro, Basuma, Skip, Danjuma and Richarlison. Um, I know we've probably covered it already. Um, mm. Any surprises there for you? I know a lot of people thought that Pedro Poro would start the game today. Um, be honest with me. Were you disappointed when you saw that lineup with uh, Emerson um, at right back? I wasn't. No, I wasn't really, if I'm honest. And I wasn't surprised either. I thought he might change it kind of 60th minute because that's, you know, I know he wasn't there today, but they'd had conversations before and stuff. So I, I wasn't surprised. I thought that would be the team. Uh, but I thought it would probably change up quite a bit come 60, 65 minutes, depending on how the game was going. Um, I, I think a lot of people want to see Poro and, and stuff, but I think he's just got here. And, and I know a lot of people are saying, <laughs> I know a lot of people were disappointed because it seemed like Tottenham, you know, done everything they could to get him over the line. And everyone's like, well, you put all this effort in to get him over the line. Why aren't you playing him? But I think, look, Royale did have a good game. Um, and I wasn't surprised. I, I, I really, really wasn't. Genuinely wasn't. Um, and I definitely wasn't surprised Romero gets set off because I said even before the game started, Romero was getting booked like he always does. And when he wasn't, when he wasn't substituted, I said to my boy, he's more than likely going to get sent off in this game. But I'm not complaining about that because I think it was more of a Grealish dive than a Romero foul. And and, and, I'm, and I'm sticking to that. Um, but no, I wasn't surprised to be honest. And I think I think you know we've covered most of the players there, but. 
I feel we've all mentioned him, but we do need to just say one more time about Romero because, you know, listen, he gets so much stick, especially off Craig. I know Craig's watching. Um, but Royal, Royal. That, yeah, Emerson Royale, sorry. <laughs> but you have to admit, he was unbelievable today. And I'll tell you just one, very quickly what I loved about him today. When Greenish was trying to cut down the MK, so I cut out, most of the time when he cut him out, he was even getting the goal kicks. And it was amazing. And then he was railing Greenish up and, and, and City were trying to do everything to try and get the corners and stuff. But he was tackling and intercepting stuff so good, they wasn't even giving away corners. Mm. I was like, this is mental. It's just crazy the difference of a few games. Look, I'm not getting carried away. We've all seen Dyer have a great game and another really bad game. But credit when credit is due. And he played a blinder. He did. <laughs> Dare I say it, Ricky, when you look at this team, is this the best Spurs starting eleven at the moment? And how on earth is our new signing, Pedro Poro, going to get in uh, to play our next Premier League game against Leicester after Emerson Royale's performance today? Yeah. Listen, that, that is why competition for places and getting in quality people and getting in yeah. quality signings is, you know, it's pivotal. Because not only does it, does it lift players, but it increases the bar. It increases the bar. It, you know, it, Emerson, ever since he knew that we were after another right wing back, you know, around Fulham time, when he came back into the side, he knew that <clears throat> his days were pretty much numbered. Also, if you want to look at uh, Spence's loan performance, what was it, last night against Wren? Was it last night or the night before? I can't remember right now. But he had a very bright uh, 80 minutes. I think it was 85 minutes for Wren. Um, you could see his athleticism. You could see he's kind of attacking play as well. And uh, I, I was kind of upset that he didn't get more time with us, really. really? Especially with the way that both of our wingbacks, Doherty and, and Royale, had played most of the season. So, listen, there's competition for places. And it, if Emerson wants to stick around, then he's going to need improved performances. Now, when it comes down to the passing aspect from, from Emerson, you know, he needs to keep it simple. He needs to keep them short. You know, um, he needs to find the man pretty, pretty easily. And then he can do his overlaps or try and kind of create chaos that mm -hmm. way. But um, and he's crossing. We know his crossing ain't great. When he gets up to the, the the final third, he does kind of hesitate. Nice one, Craigie. He does actually. He, he does he hesitate. Him. I know. He um, he does hesitate to cross or to put in a dangerous ball because I think he knows within himself that it it it's, it, it might go skew if. So mm. listen, the bar's been risen. Poro in training. Kulu was talking during the week about how everybody's impressed with. Him and he's only had two training sessions. So there is a lot of competition now. We have a lot of options. And um, you know that's what? what you want, want, and that's what you want. You want the bar to be risen. You want new players to come in to kind of keep people on their toes, the ones that, we, that are in the side right now, and to kind of keep pushing forward. And that's what we saw today. Um, you know, if, if he's dropped against uh, Leicester and Poro starts, I'm not going to be upset. But no. at the same time, I'm going to say well done to, to Royale. And like Gary said, look, you know, we've criticised him many a time. Do you know what I mean? There's been many a, many a reason to criticise him too. Yeah. But today, he done tremendous. Against Fulham, he done tremendous. Today, he was outstanding. And we yeah. can clap him for that. And we can laud him for that. 
but it's all about the, the, the extra dynamic, the, the extra attacking play that Poro can bring to our game. And yeah. if we need somebody to be there as a solid defensive option, then we've got Royal in, 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 in the ranks. But, you know, pushing forward and, and being a solid unit, Poro is going to be the one that I think changes everything. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping that this right wing back is going to be the one after Carl Walker to change everything for us, our, our whole attacking play. So we haven't even seen what he brings to the Tottenham side yet. So I'm super, mm. I'm still super excited for that. But, you know, um, Emerson's done tremendous. And you've got to give him a clap. And you've got to say, yes, well done to you. And he deserves it as well for everybody to say well done to him because he's heard the criticism. He's heard, you know, the boos and the jeers when he comes on or he comes off. Do you know? You know? Yeah, it's um, true. So he, he's had a tough season of it. And but I think, well done I think to you you're today. right, Ricky. I don't want the panel to start thinking we're, we're getting carried away because I know they'll yeah. think, oh, here they go, happy clappers and that. Look, yeah, yeah. we know, you know, he, he's not <laughs> sorted his game out completely. But, listen, we've spent a lot of shows and a lot of time on here criticising him and for him making mistakes and everything else. And all we're saying is the last couple of games, and especially today, he had an amazing game. And... Everything he did was good, and his fitness levels in this game today was unbelievable. And Grealish was giving him a, a big headache, and he kept yeah. his head. And in some ways, you could say, look, he kept his head better than Romero. So you'd have to really hand it to him. But it's about consistency. Um, it's no good having one good game and then two bad games. But like Ricky said, and like we're all agreed on, for me, he was probably man of the match for me. I know Hoybo probably got it because he got the assist and stuff, but the work that Emerson Royale did today, I put him yeah. down as man of the match, especially for how much he improved because the levels were ridiculous compared to where he has been. So for that, he was my man of the match today. He really was. So, Darren, there's quite a few yeah. comments um, in the comments here um, stating Emerson perhaps should be playing um, at centre-back on the right side. Do you think he could adapt to that position? Centre back on the right, yeah. I mean, he's, he shows his defensive qualities today. I mean, absolutely. Um, I think, like Gal said, you know, we know his limitations, and and I wonder if he sort of knows his limitations. Maybe he's more uh, adapt to sort of sitting back. But uh, um, it's interesting. I don't know how many sort um, um, completed uh, crosses there were today. It was more his defensive. Um, Nouse, oh, what? it was on the phone. Right. <laughs> it was more his defensive nouse, uh, nouse today, and, and keeping mm. Grealish at bay. It's it's the um, his final product that I think uh, goes missing, to be honest. But yeah. maybe um, that is a position for him. Listen, who knows what um, uh, Conte wants to do with him in the future? And as I said, when we can see him, you know, coming at more central and swapping sides, maybe he's slowly going to find where his um, positions lie within the team where he's actually feels more comfortable. Um, don't forget, Dyer started off as a midfielder, didn't he? And then worked his way back. So, um, listen, like Gal said, I don't want to get carried away, but maybe this is a slow burner with um, uh, Royale. Maybe that he is, uh, maybe the last couple of games he will find where naturally where he is more suited to playing. And if that is a more defensive right-hand side, then so be it. Let the others push up. Mm. You know, maybe he says, well, listen, I'm not the one for uh, marauding and, and putting in final balls because that's not my thing, you know? Yeah. 
Well, it's been confirmed that Antonio Conte is so happy he's given the team the day off on Monday, tomorrow. Um, Darren, looking at the starting eleven, though, do you think that that is Tottenham's uh, strongest eleven? Well, I can't lie because I put it out on on, on Twitter that when I did see um, Emerson Royal, you know, I was like, oh, bloody hell, here we go. But maybe it was um, maybe I should have kept my mouth shut and it was it's uh, too early to, to to just sort of drop Poro in the team. Maybe he he needs a few training sessions and to get used to things. I, I don't know. Um, it will be interesting to see um, where Dan Juma fits in um, with things. Uh, I'm quite excited about, I mean, obviously everyone's show real. They look like a baller, but he does, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's quite, it's quite interesting to watch his, uh, his tenacity um, in his show reel. Uh, but, it will be interesting. I don't think Perisic had that much of a good game today. He was, he was, nah, he didn't. I don't think either. Right. Um, and Sessignon, I've got to be honest. Sorry to be neg now that we've been so up. Um, I. You started off so well. I know, I know. And as much as we all, as much as we all piss and moan about the right hand side, I do think that the left hand side needs addressing. And who knows? You know. Um, who knows what Dan Juma will bring, and if and if he wants to um, uh, give the others a rocket up their asses and and fight for their places, maybe a couple of good games from him, and and the left hand side will you know will get um <clears throat> stepping up. I don't know that left hand side is a little bit. Did you notice all our attacking was down the right today? Most mm. of our attacking chances, and when it was on the left, it was mainly Son. I think I think you're right, though, Darren. I don't think Perisic had a great game today. He gave a lot of balls away watching that game today. Um, he made a few mistakes and stuff like that, but you know, look, he still played okay, but yeah. he, he did give quite a few balls away, unfortunately. Um, well, and again, he... I thought Son was a little bit quiet. Um, he had the energy, but didn't really create too much either. Son, I was thinking, is he going to come off and Richarlison come on or you know, a bit earlier and stuff? Um, but I think we're just nitpicking because you'd have to yeah. say it was a great performance. It was great. We've, I wonder how Man City with 10 men. Can so, someone? Where does Richarlison fit into this team now? Who does he take the place? If we were going to have Son, Kane, Kulishevsky, and have like another sort of flair player, who would you swap Richarlison for in that case? I don't think he'd be I, I swapped. Think, I think it's just rotation, isn't it? I think uh, the great thing, Darren, and, and I said this when we signed him, and, and that's why I was excited about us signing Richarlison, he can take any of those positions. Yeah. He can play on the left, he can play on the right. And as we saw in the World Cup, he can certainly play through the middle and have an mm. impact, um, you know, as he did for Brazil at the World Cup. Um, yeah. It's interesting, though, because like I said about the, the, the starting eleven and how strong it is, you know, especially the, the front three. How on earth is the likes of Richarlison, Dan Juma going to get much game time? Well, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. at the moment, the only person you can take out of that team at the moment would probably be Son. You know, I think Son will be taken out. But again, Son seems to always start and probably always will start. Well, having said that, when he didn't start early, he came on and scored a hat-trick. So maybe there's a bit of that might go on. You know, maybe there'll be some games where he doesn't start and then he feels when he comes on, he's got to prove a point like he did against, um, was it Leicester? He got the hat-trick? Yeah. Uh, great game that was. I was there. It was brilliant. So maybe that's what's going to happen. But like you said, Chris, with Richarlison, you know, if Kane takes a knock and he wants to rest, you get Kane or put Richarlison on. Son is if he goes through another bad spell. I know he's you know he's gone a bit better now, and I think he didn't have a bad game today, Son. You know, I think he he was a lot more involved in the ball and the play and stuff than than what he has yeah. been. Yeah. Um, but 
I think Conte will look at that and think, do you know what? I'm not going to start Son today. I'm going to start Richardson because Son's not been playing the best. And then obviously there's no argument. If they're all playing amazing, then they'll just get game time when, when it's rotation and, and nothing else. Or, or injury, said, touch wood, that don't happen. But Having said that, when Son, like he showed again today in the second half, when he gets the ball, even when he's got his back to his goal, he flips himself round and then... And then I mean, he scares the shit out of teams. You wouldn't... So you know, quick. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And there was a couple of times I was going, lay it off, lay it off. I was shouting at the team, give it to him. And then the last yeah. minute he plays the killer ball. Of <laughs> what did you yeah. think of Son today, Chris? What was your opinion I thought on it was him? good. I, I thought yeah. he was involved in a lot more, as you've just yeah. said. I thought he was involved a lot more today. Yeah. Um, and I feel that he had that, that little bit more confidence today as well. Um, yeah. But in the... Um, what was, where was I going to go? Um, in the 30th minute, Gary, um, yeah. Kulisovsky had a shot. Uh, it was blocked outside the area after good work from Harry Kane. At that point in the game, 30 minutes gone, we were 1-0 up. We were really on top. And you've got to remember, we're playing against the champions who just beat us yeah. 4-2 only a couple of weeks ago. What, yeah, do you think know, of, what, what do you think of Kulisewski's performance today? Yeah, I thought Kulu was good. I think the thing with Kulu is, it's very difficult for Kulu to have a bad game as such because he's got so much ability and technique. So I think he just drops his shoulder, turns, twists. I mean, again, a little bit like Perisic. He, he did give the odd sloppy pass here and there. But I think overall with Kuliszewski, you much rather him in your team than not because he can always create something. He's got such a great eye for the ball. And the way he runs and cuts in, you always know with Kuliszewski, when he's running down the right, he's going to do that little tricky with the ball and cut in. And he's just, I, I, I mean, I really like Kulu. For me to say that he's had a bad game is not going to be easy because he's, I'm a massive fan of him. I love the way he plays and I love the way he crosses the ball. I love the way he passes the ball and the way he reads the game. I absolutely think he he was such a such a buy for us. Honestly, he really, really was. Ricky, let's come to you. Let's talk about Hugo Lloris because uh, although he didn't have many great saves to make, um, you know, many comfortable saves today, but I thought his distribution today was superb. Distribution was was superb today. You know, he he done really well with his feet. I think there was um there was a really dangerous cross at one point that he came out and claimed as well, and just yeah. shut down the danger really really quickly. Um, Larice was on it. Captain's performance. Um, you know, that's another one that's had a lot of criticism and fair criticism at that. You know, nobody really wants to criticize him. And this is the thing, as Tottenham fans, we we don't want anybody to fail. None of us want Emerson no. Royal to fail. But no. it, we can only say on what we see, a bit like catchphrase. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and all we've seen it is, is not he's great turning, He's turning into expressions, isn't he? Catchphrase <laughs> business. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, but that's what it is. Hey, X is a friend of mine, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's, so he's, I do, he's I do, brilliant, I do X, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of love for X, man. But, um, you know, like Hugo today, he, he, there was not much that troubled him either. There was that shot that, who, who had it? I think it was Alvarez that had it that came off the bar. Yeah, um, yeah, the bar, yeah. You oh. know, um, Mares, it was Mares. And then they took yeah. Mares off after he destroyed us in the second half. You know, Crazy. I can't believe they took him off. But listen, I'm happy that they took him off. But yeah, overall, again, pretty solid performance. But I think that was a lot to do with the the, the defense as well. The defense was solid. They mm. they had a game plan, and mm. and if you look at City, right, you know Harlan didn't have a shot. 
right? At all. No. They they had Al, they had Alvarez, Bernardo Silva, Grealish, and Mares. That's what they started with. That's what they started with. And our defence done so well. And that's why... Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I praise Davies even more so because... He like he was everywhere, and and he what a great defensive and offensive performance that he put in, you know. Um, it was fantastic, man. Fantastic. Well done to the boys. Oh, Guardiola said that. What did he say? Look, on oh, Man City, I can say congratulations on the incredible milestone. He's an exceptional player. Well, there you go. Wow, he, know he knows it. He knows it because he wanted him. Yeah. We all know that Pep loves Harry Kane, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I didn't realise that until Ricky said that. Um, Harlan didn't even have a shot on goal, did he? He didn't have a shot on goal. Shot. And um, and when um, and uh, Guardiola said that it was a ta- he made a point of saying a couple of times it was a tactical decision not to play De Bruyne, and I think that De Bruyne's link-up play with Harlan, there was a lot of yeah. times where Harlan was looking around, looking for the ball. He wasn't getting it. And I think maybe, listen, what do I know? But maybe not starting with De Bruyne had a profound effect on that game. Because, oh, um, oh, 100%. 100% you're right. When I saw De Bruyne wasn't starting and I heard that Foden was unwell, I thought, a result. Why would yeah. you not play one of the best passers of the football in the Premier League, if not in the world? Yeah. Um, but... We'll take it. I mean, uh, when, when did it come on after about 55 minutes or so, was it? Yeah, 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 it was, yeah. yeah. But to not start De Bruyne is, you know, I think you're right, though, Darren. I think it's, it's partly because De Bruyne didn't start and didn't play, but also, like what Ricky said, our defence was phenomenal. Really? I mean, Davis, Dyer, I mean, they all of them, you know, even Romero. Yes, I know he got sent off, but again, that was more grievous than Romero. The first tackle was just ridiculous for Romero, let's be honest. But all of them, you know, Emerson Royale, you just, you, you go through that team today and you can't pick any player. And look, we've given Lloris a lot of stick and, and let's, let's praise him because I know he didn't have a lot of saves to do, but like Chris said, his distribution, coming from corners, catching the ball, he, he was spot on. It was a really good performance. And we tend to do that against City at home. It's mental, isn't it? Why can't we do that against Chelsea, Chris? I know. This must be a first where the panel are not slating Dyer, Davis, and Emerson Royale on one of the I shows. No, there was there was a shot. It was um, Alvarez shot from the corner, and it hit Dyer's knee and went over, and everyone was fist bumping Dyer like he'd won the Champions yeah, League. I think they were trying to say that was a handball then, weren't they as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was ridiculous. The amount yeah. of handballs they were trying to get it was unreal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Ha- ha- handballs and dives. Yeah, you know, they so were they wanted there. a penalty or something. Do you know what I mean? The moaning that went on. Yeah, you know they they were trying to call for everything, and this is a multi-billion yeah. million pound team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got, you yeah. know, I can't. Got I can't say on Chris's show how I really feel, but I'll WhatsApp and Instagram you all later how I really feel about Grealish because it just frustrated me today, and it weren't just Grealish; it was the whole city team. It's Guardiola. They were all just trying to get what they could and just try and cheat. And I don't know about you. Look, maybe this is my Tottenham head. But that referee today, he was frustrating yeah. me. 
Because yeah, he was giving he everything to Man City and we weren't getting nothing. Look, yeah. I know you've got to be fair, all right? And I know I can say, look, that was more uh, agreed to style than the second year from Era. But look, okay, whatever. But let me tell you, in that game today, there were so many occasions where we should have had free kicks and the ref didn't give it. Come on, Mate, lads. I mean, bro, it was ridiculous. Bro, what, what about Benton Core's yellow card? Never a yellow card. Never a yellow card. I don't understand that. Card, bro. I don't understand I, I'm it. totally with you. Yeah. Like, I just think to myself, when I'm watching that game, did the ref want Man City to equalise to make it more of a game? Because it was just ridiculous. But anyway. Yeah, there, were, there were a lot of frustrated people in the stadium about the yeah, referee. Yeah, the ref? did, did they feel that in the stadium with the ref or what? Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. You don't know what you're doing and can we have a referee oh, yeah. and all that. All of I, mean, that. I, don't, I don't think I'm very biased. I'm, I'm very open-minded. And look, when we get spanked and we lose, I'm like, yeah, we got spanked when we lose. I said it against Arsenal. But where I feel there's games where we've been robbed or, the, or with VAR and officials, I'll say it. I say how I see it. And today that ref wasn't being consistent, man. He was too much on City's side, annoyingly. Do you know what I mean? There are, to, listen, to play devil's advocate, that, I mean, what, what Grealish was doing, and I know he's a annoying little shit, but it is a tactic that... that, um, that to say. Um, it is... Um, <laughs> It is a tactic that 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 Harry employs very well. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll get the ball, he'll shield it, and he'll wait for the foul. And that's yeah. that's what he was doing. I mean, it's it's you know you just you, you just do a little bit of that, and you go go on, have a nibble, and you win the foul. So yeah, you know. Harry's yeah, I feel that. Do you feel that was a sending off for Romero? Or do you think that was more of a greenish dive? What What do you think? What, I didn't. Greenish hanged out the leg, didn't he? He was like, looking for it. He hanged out like, the leg. Yeah. He played for it. Yeah. And that's what frustrated me. But I'm more annoyed with Romero on the first tackle to get himself yeah. in that position than what I am with Greenish diving yeah. and yeah. inviting the tackle. So I mean, that's kind of where I am with it. So, and anyway, it doesn't matter because we can say we beat City with ten men in it. So, <laughs> yeah, but, and also, how how good is it to have a player? You know, who's not afraid to get a yellow card or two? I mean, yeah, you know, that's you know, when when I first started doing the podcast uh, many years ago, man and boy, with you, Chris. Um, you know, my my favourite expression was shithousery. Like we don't have those players. We're too nicey, yeah. nicey, and now we've got a couple of players that doesn't. Whoa. That's why I wanted yes. to see Richarlison come on for the last five, ten minutes because could you imagine what he would have been like towards them? I thought, get but, Sonoff, get Richarlison, so he can wind them up. But 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 you know what? When he got sent off and he walked off the pitch, what a standing ovation he got! He exactly. got a standing yeah. ovation yeah. for getting yeah. a red card and walking off that pitch. I can't remember the last Tottenham player to get a standing ovation there for a go. red card. Completely yeah, I, don't, I don't think no. I don't think anyone did because we yeah. lack that that those balls that. You know, we we've we've just been nicely, nicely roll over. It's only Tottenham, and we'll get our. And it's the second ball. yellow, right? So he doesn't miss <laughs> any games or anything, no. Oh, really? He definitely miss games. Yeah. How many would he miss? Not three if it's an instant straight red, though, is it? Um, I think he will miss the next game, Leicester. I think yeah. it's one game if it's two yellows. If it's a straight red, I think it's a three-game ban. But yeah, maybe yeah, one, yeah, yeah. someone on the panel might know. Craig, um, come on, Craig, sort us out. Come on, Craig, we need to know this one. <laughs> but I think we lose calling it for one Craig, game, maybe, Chris. Calling we'll Craig. We'll definitely lose Leicester. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, Roy Rice on screen now. Our supporters were outstanding today. Um, and to a man, each and every player did an outstanding job. Top four is very much in sight. Dare I ask it? Um, of course, a great performance uh, from every single player today. How are you feeling about the, the league table? How are you feeling about the push for the top four? 
Well, I mean, um, we're one point behind Newcastle. We're fifth, but we have played 22 and the vast majority have played 20 and 21. Listen, we, we can get carried away and we can, you know, we can all go away and, and start shouting and screaming into the night. But we've still got a long way to go. Um, and it's the consistency thing. It's it's that consistently thing. If, if we played, if we played like we played today and, and attack from minute one, instead of, you know, we've all been wanting it, you know, instead of coming out in the second half or waiting until we've got, uh, waiting until we've gone a goal down, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll run and we'll find our form. It's if we play, come out against Leicester and then like sit back and, and not do anything. And then we'll go a goal behind that. You know, we could have a frustrating game against Leicester and say, well, we're back where we bloody started. Why couldn't we play against Man City? Mm. So I don't know what, um, Conte needs to do because it's interesting in the press conferences. Conte said, "Well, this isn't my remit. This isn't something that I'm take sending out to the team. You know, I'm not telling them to go and sit back for 45 minutes." So, it's just that consistency thing. If we can do, have a style of playing like we play today and make teams fear us, then there's absolutely no reason we can't get top four. Absolutely none. But yeah. if we roll roll over and and you know get our tummies tickled, as I just said, by, by lesser teams, then we're going to struggle again. I, 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 I mean, how many times do we have to sort of come on this, this show and say, oh, well, I hope this is going to be the catalyst. I hope that this victory is going to be the catalyst for us to kick on. We should be... We've, got, we've got a good record against Leicester home and away, though. You know, it's not, yeah. but it's, it's not it's too it's bad. About, it's, it's about so not I'm... underestimating them. Now, now that we've beat yeah. Man City, it's it's about not losing your head and approaching yeah. the game in the in the same energy, in the same focus, with yeah. the the same <laughs> desire the to go great. again. Yeah, I think I think we'll be fine against Leicester. I'm not I'm not nervous about that one. Um, I think we'll be all right. I think Harry Kane hat trick. Come on! <laughs> yeah, it could oh, be. He loves, he loves a goal against Leicester. He does, um, though, doesn't he? We, you, we do you, play you, well against Leicester, you know? You come out God, against I don't think anything will ever beat the Bergwijn one, though. That was just absolutely insane, wasn't it? God. I remember trying to FaceTime you, Chris, after. I mean, the, God, what a game to be at. That must have been mental. Absolutely yeah. mental in the away end. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, we've got some good oh, away days. Ten bags of Haribos I would have had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, in the 47th minute, um, Harry Kane um, missed a chance. I think he was so shocked that Emerson Royale actually got the ball to him. Yeah, I know. It's mental, isn't it? I know. It's, do you know what? Honestly, when, when I'm going to watch that because I always do that. You know, I do your show and then I'll watch match today. I'll watch the whole game back and everything else. But when I think of the positions Emerson Royale was getting into and the, the way he was winning that second tackle, the first tackle, and then getting crosses in as well. I, I wouldn't say his crosses were amazing today. I don't think they were the best crosses ever, so we'll keep it in context. But I think you're right. I think Harry just wasn't expecting it. Honestly, it's it reminded me of that moment when the ball came across for Gaza, but he sort of hesitated and then we missed it for England. It was a bit them sort of moments because he just was, he was on fire, Emerson Royale, man. It's crazy. I've always had a good word to say about him, as you know. Great <laughs> as well. Great Honestly, guy, great guy, Emerson Royal. He's got a massive poster of him in his front room above his fireplace. He's, he showed me it on FaceTime. He loves him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've definitely got to get a signed picture or something for Craig. For we have to. You, Chris, you know all the players. You've got to do a video call or something or get a video message to Craig because you've got shows with all the players. 
Yeah. But, but you know what? You know what's encouraging with Royale's performance? That raises the bar for Poro as well. Yeah. It's yes. not an easy. It's not an easy. Get me in the side. I'm number one. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. He he now has to raise his level to get in the side. And also, so Ricky. Also, Ricky, you you're right when you say that. But also another thing. In another sense, we're not putting all our things on Poro, you know, because you don't want a player to come in and then you're almost resting top four and everything on this one player. We feel a lot more relaxed about it. And it's a bit like, do you know what? If Poro plays against Leicester, great. Or if they, you know, they play him at home to West Ham, great. As long as we're winning and the players are giving it their all, that's all we ever want. Chris will tell you the same. Look, we've been home and away to games. As long as the players try and give it a go, you don't mind coming away from there with a draw or a defeat if they've at least tried. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing. So for me, if Emerson Royale had another stinker today and it was awful, I would be putting more hope on Poro than what I am now. So yeah, in a way, it's yeah. kind of good. It's a good, really really good, good situation. Absolutely, absolutely. What do we do about the left-hand side then? <laughs> do, you know, uh, do you know, so many people are saying what a great panel tonight. I, I, I love this because... Ricky hardly gets a word in when Gary and Darren are on. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> no, come on. I'm always bragging, bro. You've got, you got to spread it out a little bit. You know what I mean? It's all good. Let's keep it going. Come on. Rick, let's, well, we, let's come Chris, to... When we're at a game with Ricky, we can't get to talk to anyone because everyone's come out and pictures with Ricky. It's yeah, like, true. oh, you know, you can't walk. You can't, it's like walking with a celebrity everywhere. So at least we get a chance on it. Well... You remember, uh, uh, well, it was last season, wasn't it? Early last season, we we all had dinner at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, yeah, it was everyone, amazing. Everyone kept coming up to Ricky. We felt yeah. like uh, me and Gary were, were out with about 20 celebrities with Darren doing all of his celebrity impressions. <laughs> I was it just was a security, mate. I don't know what you was doing. I was the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's because all the ladies that know how famous you are, guys, had to keep quiet. They was with their fellas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. I'll take that. I'll take that. So we do both share the stage, Ricky, but in very different ways. Very different. Very, very different. <laughs> well, it's such a lovely mood. So I, I, I love having you three on here tonight. Oh, um, nice one. Ricky, love it. In the, in the 56th minute today, um, Perisic corner, Ben Davis, very unlucky not to get on the score sheet this evening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that would have sealed the deal for me. I know, I, I know Gaz said there, Emerson Royal, man of the match, but for me, the amount of times that I said Davies' name, the amount of times yeah. that he was in the right position at the right time, the amount of times that I saw him leave everything on the line for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so agreed, for, agreed. For, for, for him, I would have loved him to get that goal just just to seal the deal. And and we could have given him the man in the match there and then. Do you know what I mean? But just to seal the deal. But you know just what? Just one He's sec, coming. Ricky, sorry. Because I Go think on. you looked away when Chris... Put, you When you popped up that Watford one, Chris... Oh, do me a favour. Was there another Watford one? Oh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> you missed me. You oh, missed me. goodness. Jesus, goodness. What are we going to do here, eh? I thought everybody forgot about Watford, man. Let's just forget about... Do you know how long ago that was? Oh, my gosh. Ricky, can you, can you, do, any, can you do any Boris impressions? Are you mad? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I definitely it, it, can't. It, 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 it's only it's only been in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's the only impression I can do of Boris. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Darren, let's come to you. In the 62nd minute, Hoybier played in Emerson Royale, who shot wide. Um, would you say um, that Hoybier was man of the match for you today, or was it Emerson Royale? Um, I think uh, 
no, I, I agree with um, um, what's his face, Gary Neville. I think, I think uh, even though he had a great game, I think um, Hoybier was I'm out of the match just because he was all over it. He was absolutely all over it, and the rallying, and he got the assist for the goal. Um, absolutely brilliant. I was just looking at my notes actually because I sit. If I know I'm going to do this show, I sit with as you as you know with my laptop. And so after that Perisic corner with Davies head, head headed over the near the near post flick. Kevin De Bruyne came on, and then that was when it was just a wave after wave after wave. You know, I've yeah, got yeah. like nice breaks. Santa Perisic to Kane, Santa Kane beats Walker, Santa Hot. I mean, it was just wave after wave, and that was you know, that was brilliant. That playing on mm -hmm. the break and just counteracting, but quick, really quick. I mean, how many teams are going to deal with that? You know, yeah. How many teams can cope with that wave after wave of attack? And that's why when you're talking about resting Son, even though he can have a, a you know a few um, game draws off the ball, he's always got that. He's always got that ability to like turn and run and good pace. And the, the and, and and you know, and if he's got the cover on the left and in the middle, teams can't deal with it. They just can't deal with it. Yeah. Darren, I, think I, was I don't think they were lucky to get away with one nil. Actually, I, th I think we had another one or two within us. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, Darren, I was asked this question um, a couple of times today. Um, Al says it here. Yeah. How can we be up for this City game today, and we're so bad against Arsenal? Al, Al makes a very, very good point, and 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 you scratch your head when you talk about the North London derby and how we roll over, you know, and just get battered, and you just think this it's 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 insane. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a thing in, in, in our psyche or the club psyche where the fact that we're playing the champions, we turn up. But the fact that it's Arsenal, I don't know. Maybe there's something within Tottenham uh, or the psyche of the players that we go into our shell. We retract. We can't play with the freedom that we play today. I don't know. I mean, you'd have I, mean to ask I, I think I think you're right, Darren. But I think to a certain extent, we've been good against Arsenal. You know, I know this season is, is a write-off, but if you look at last season, the season before, we've played some good games against Arsenal. And I think it would be fair to say that when they've come to our ground, especially our stadium, our Tottenham Stadium, they've got nothing there. And we have outplayed them. I think that, I get what he's saying, but I think you have to take two things into that. You've got to look at, we are Man City's bogey team, no matter what anyone says. And there's just some teams that struggle against other teams. Now, Tottenham don't struggle against Arsenal and Arsenal don't struggle against Tottenham. They tend to win their home games. We tend to win our home games. We are Man City's bogey team. It doesn't matter how bad we're playing or who's managing us. Even that bloke we won't even mention, we still beat them. We have a real mental issue and problem when we play Chelsea. And I absolutely yeah. hate it. And it annoys me. And Chris, I know it annoys you. I think we've had one win there in, what, 17 at the bridge. And then I know we've done the Carabao Cup at home. But I'm talking proper Premier League games, home and away, we never, ever turn up against Chelsea. But listen, Pep Guardiola's going home now and he's on the coach with them boys and he's saying, what is it about you boys when you go to Tottenham Stadium? You never yeah. turn up. So the same argument is there. So I feel, as a Tottenham fan, I don't feel very disappointed this season losing to Arsenal home and away because I think at the time, Arsenal were a lot better than us and they were on a roll. I don't have an issue with that. What my issue is, because I know we'll beat Arsenal next season, so that doesn't bother me. My issue is we need to change our mentality when we play Chelsea. Now, this Chelsea side this season is complete dog shit. If we do not beat Chelsea this season, 
and Liverpool, that's when I'm going to be really, really angry. I can accept losing home and away to Arsenal, Joe White, because they're a great side this season. And it pains me to say it, but that's the truth. But there's no excuses, lads. We should not be losing to Chelsea and Liverpool this season. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I, think, I think it's hilarious that they spent £600 million. Mental. In, uh, and they couldn't get a goal against Fulham. No. It's hilarious. Money can't buy you goals. I think no. it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But you know what? On the Gooners, on the Gooners, uh, yeah. firstly, you've you got to look at the time the time period of where Tottenham were at that point. We yeah. might have had two or three players out of that 11 that were up to par, that were ready to play. There was a lot of off-form players. We were off-form. And you've got to remember how kind of important that meeting was. Was it after the Gooners or after Man City? I think it was after Man City. But that, that meeting after Man City where everybody kind of had a, a, a fresh out and, and everyone laid their cards on the table and they watched the game back and they're like, what is going on here, you know? Yeah. And they readdressed and there has been an upturn in performances and results after yeah. that. So, yeah. so it, 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 you know, Tottenham, we never do anything the, uh, the easy way. We always do it the hard way. We always yeah. do it the hard way. All yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know, it, it, and also tactically against the Gooners, I do feel when we played them the last time that we played them, that we were, we should have chucked Basuma in midfield as well. We should have gone with a three in midfield just because they were overrunning us in midfield and yeah. allowed Odegaard to go and play and express himself and, and gave Too him the freedom. run of the pitch. Yeah, they yeah. gave him the run of the pitch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, all right, cool. All right, fine. Look, we, we, we had a nightmare, uh, you know, home and away against the Gooners. But you know what? That's in the past right now. It's all about yeah. the business end of, of this season. And right now, we've brought in Porro, our number one top target for the first time. Well, Romero was a top target as well. But but it's very rare that we get our number Maybe one target, one. right? So Porro's in there. We've got a fully fit, fully fit squad right now. We've got Dan Juma as an attacking option. We've got Richarlison as an attacking option. We've yeah. got Basuma stepping up. We've got our defence that are stepping up right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, even the second string side against Preston. Uh, what is it? Sanchez, Tanganga, Longley. You know, they were they solid were themselves. Forster. So everybody's just, just up in their levels, little bit by little bit. And it's more encouraging that we do it now and we can continue this. And like you were saying there, consistency, we can take this forward week to week with, yeah. with a mission and with a goal in mind. You see, the mentality changed last year when Conte said, we're going to go for top four. Rather than dilly-dallying in the press conference, we're going to go for it. He put the challenge to the boys. Let's go and let's go and do it. And look how they went week to week. They got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I'm hoping the same has happened after this meeting that's just, you know, that's just gone a couple of weeks ago, that from this point forward, their performances just get stronger and stronger and stronger. They've, they've got, uh, you know, uh, they've got competition for places. And, and yeah. they've all had to, uh, you know, the bars had to be risen for all of them. So That's what you want, it, isn't it? it like forget forget the Gooners. We've got the Chelsea. We've got Chelsea coming up soon. Let's see what happens then. Like yeah, you said, we need to let's beat see them. What happens then? Can I just ask you all who you think will win the Premier League? Because personally, I think Manchester City will win it. Yeah, I think Man City will win it. Um, and I think if this had been near to the end of the season, I probably wouldn't have been as happy beating Man City today. I'll admit that. But with how many games there are to play and how poor Arsenal were against Everton. I think Man City will come good. And I know a lot of commentators today were, were saying, oh, you know, City, they didn't turn up and, you know, 
are Arsenal going to win the league now? Because it's such a poor display from City. But they were playing Tottenham, their bogey team. You know, like off the back of this now, City are going to go on a run. Um, and, and, and I really hope and pray that City win the league because... I won't go into it on the show, but I cannot be having Arsenal win the league. It just cannot happen. It's just as simple as that. Where was um, where was Sterling today, by the way? Was he injured or? He plays for Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, Darren, you said earlier Romero got subs. You're asking was Sterling playing today? I mean, I don't I've got him in my head. I've got him in my head. I've got I've got him in my head because they 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 were so poor. They but were how so did you poor. Managed I... to get to Craven Cottage then. Sorry. <laughs> I know what that is. You had a chauffeur that picks you up and brings you there and brings you back. We know. It, it was just a joke, Darren, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm tripping. It was they were so put and, and not having a De Bruyne through me, and I just thought, well, what are they lacking then in in, in this game? Yeah, listen, I, I don't know with the whole De Bruyne situation. I I don't know how he doesn't start De Bruyne, but I'm not going to complain about it. But I'm sure all of you looked when that team came out. And you saw De Bruyne wasn't in that start in 11. I was like, wow. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, you've done a few good ones, though, Darren. I mean, I let you get away with that one earlier, but, you know. <laughs> but you, you, you know what? For, you know, for me, after after we played the Gooners the second time, I was like, you know what? And, and the way that they, they were beating teams, I was like, you know what? They're going to go on and win it. And I can't believe that this three points that we've given them at home, is going to help them go on to win it. But you, yeah. you, but you know, uh, the commentator said at the end of the game today that Man City have got to play the Gooners twice. Twice, yeah. Still, st- still to come. And they're, they're, there's a five-point difference between and the Gooners points, and Man City. So, so hopefully the wheels are coming off of the Gooners. You know, they lost the other day. Hopefully that's put a bit of doubt into them. And you know we've still Look, been, you know what? got two it's, games against. It's all it's all psychological. I've had loads of messages from Arsenal fans. Oh come on, Harry Kane! Thanks, Tottenham, and everything else. They're just kidding themselves, mate. They're kidding themselves. What that is? We beat Man City today, and they want to be like, yeah, you beat Man City for us. Thanks, we're going to win the league. You're not winning the league, mate. You just want to try and make yourself feel better as an Arsenal fan because we've beaten City. Don't do that reverse psychology. It don't work, mate. I've been around Arsenal fans for four years. Them games don't work with me, mate. I've heard, seen everything. <laughs> Yeah, but having said that, that they've lost one game. And, and more to come now. More to come. Three. Well, you know, but in recent, like, you know, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I'm going. <laughs> Don't put yourself in it now, Darren. <laughs> Don't put yourself in it. It's, it's not one game. <laughs> Listen, Listen. I'm going to write some notes and I'm going to slip them Ricky. to you before we start. No, 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 but in, the, in, recent, in recent games, what I mean, they've been yeah, yeah, winning, yeah, yeah. winning and winning and winning and they yeah, 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 with one blip. That's what I mean. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Who else did they lose to? They lost to Man United, didn't they? Man United, Everton. Yeah, Man And then United. they got knocked out by City, right? Yeah? Yeah. Cup. Yeah. 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 I had to just check. I wasn't sure... <laughs> I thought I was on mute. I can't get a word in. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry Ricky, Chris. Ricky, after 64 minutes, I'll tell you what, it's probably the only um, thing that I'm disappointed by today where Kevin De Bruyne had a free kick on the edge of the box near the corner flag and he played it out to a player on the edge of the box. Uh, it, luckily, it got deflected over. Um, why on earth were we not um, you know, picking that man up? Yeah. I ain't got a clue. 
Honestly, I haven't got a clue. I, I was I, I was shouting to uh, Kulazewski, just just run towards the Bruyne. Just as soon as he runs up, just keep running towards him, like and just just distract him, block it, do whatever. But it was a very clever ball out, out to the outside of the box. I think it was Alvarez again. I'm not sure, um, but I don't I don't know, mate. I don't know. I think that their defensive uh, tactic at that point was to be solid and to be you know, man to man within the box. Oh, it might have been zonal, actually. It might have been a zonal defence. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask my boy, Darren Hart. Do you know what I mean? He, <laughs> he, 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 clocks, those, he clocks those little manoeuvres there. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I ain't got a clue, bruv. But definitely uh, something to pick up on. Definitely something to think about. And definitely a lesson to learn moving forward. Because th- there are going to be others that try that type of manoeuvre. And, and we've got to be on that. And, and even if it's one player, just just to kind of distract or just to be an o- obstruction, you know, to, just, so that De Bruyne or whoever else has that position against us doesn't have that option of two players. It wasn't just the one player. There were two players that were standing on the edge and they were clear, you know, yeah. to have a shot or, or to do something else. But, um, you know what, luckily nothing came of it. So, you know mm. what I mean? No worries. Let's keep it moving. Well, just a minute later, Kevin De Bruyne with a shot just wide. A minute later, Christian Romero started to move. Uh, Perisic on the wing, crossed to Harry Kane, couldn't quite get there. And then in the 67th minute, Hoybier was offside uh, after a ball played from Emerson Royale. But what a finish, Darren, oh. from Jeremy Hoybier. Yeah, great goal, wasn't it? Did you oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah! It was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. That was such a shame. That was that would have been the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, margins, hang on Darren, very, very that, that didn't stand that goal though. It, it was, it was, it wasn't a goal. No, I know that, <laughs> and, and yeah, I think it would have been had he brought on Tony Galvin. But you know. <laughs> 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 Gary, oh Gary, it is fair to say today, though, Harry Kane could quite easily easily have had a hat trick. Yeah, he's sorry, Tony Gallagher. He cracks me up. Um, he could have, honestly. Do you know what? For once, you couldn't even really. Well, could you blame Harry or do you blame the, the crosses? I don't know. It's six to one, half a dozen the other. He was just very unlucky, I think. But on another day, he could have had a hat trick. He really could have. But in some ways, right, I know this is probably going to sound really silly, but in some ways, it's kind of nice you just got the one goal because <laughs> he gets that one goal, we beat Man City, he, he gets the record, and then that's it. You know, and, yeah. and it's, it's a big celebration, and he gets the winner and beats the record. It was just like it was just set in the stars. It was all going to happen. But on another day, he could have scored. On another day, Hoybo could have scored. There was a few opportunities. Even Emerson Morale had a chance. There was a... There was a few, we, we made, this is the thing, right? We made quite a lot of chances. And considering we didn't have massive amounts of possession, we still created and made a lot of chances. And that's what I liked about Tottenham today. You know, Chris, yourself, many a time, we don't have the majority of possession against Man City. But when we're getting them on the counter-attack and we're creating opportunities and chances, that's all we want. And we did, for all the 60, possession they had in the stuff City, we 60, made so many chances. 67% they had, Gary, I think it was, 67 Crazy. Yeah. It's absolute madness, do you know what I mean? But we could have easily got three or four goals in that game today. My mum's fucking trolling me. She sent me a text saying, yes, Sterling. My mum. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the, Darren, Darren imagine goes, the possession they had would have had if they did have Sterling, Darren. 
Oh dear. But this is, Rick, you know what? this is what I love about this show. Is this is what makes it so much fun, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Alvarez shot over the bar in the 68th minute. Harry Kane shot over the bar in the 69th minute. Uh, in the 70th minute, Harry Kane was through, saved by Edison. In the 77th minute, um, a good kick, and this is exactly what I was going on about Hugo Lloris' distribution, a good kick yeah. from Hugo Lloris, uh, up to Son. Um, saved by Edison, and then the rebound come out, and Hoybier shot wide. Um, Ricky, do you think Hoybier is a future Spurs captain? Oh, yeah, I think he puts it... He's done it for years. Ever since he's turned up, I think Hoiberg has been fantastic. He, he, there was a big gaping hole in our midfield, and when he first turned up for those first two seasons, he didn't really have a partner in crime beside him, so he was doing every job. He was left, right, he was covering the right backs, the left backs, the, the wingers, he was doing everything. Yeah. He ran himself into the ground. Do you know what I mean? And and especially if you look at this season, he you know, he, he's, his performances are, are up, up, up. Mm. But if you, and he has a few dips. I'm not saying he's always fantastic. He has a few dips, but I, I do think we, where we run him into the ground, that's bound to happen, all right? And he's human. He's not a bot. He's, he's, he's not a player on FIFA. You know, he's, he's mm. a human being. So they, they, they are going to be dips. But if you look at this season, the amount of assists and goals that he's got, that he's added to his game, I would love to see a stat pack that compared him to Declan Rice. <clears throat> just, just, just for comparison, I'd love to see, yeah. you know, the, the touches, the interceptions, the goals, the assists. Because, you know, uh, Declan Rice, they're talking about 80 to 100 mil. And <clears throat> I watched the game uh, yesterday against Newcastle. And, you know, Declan played all right. But uh, I was looking and I was going, well, yeah, I don't see much difference between it. Not much difference, is there? No, you're right. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I, I kind of prefer Hoiberg. He's, not only does he have that kind of tenacity and that kind of Viking warrior spirit, but he's clever. He's a clever player. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. um, you know, and, and him keeping Moussa Dembele on the bench today is, I think that's... Uh, Dow, I think that's. I think that's a <laughs> fucking I, I hell. That, that, Sorry. I think that's a that's a sign of how good Hoiberg is. You know, don't confuse him. Don't <laughs> confuse him. <laughs> you know, he, he's kept Sandro out of the team. He's well, I don't Belli know. Out well, out I, 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 he's over Gary Mabbitt about the team, and I think well, that's. I'll tell you what. You know I, mean? I don't think Gary Mabbitt should be playing in front of Hoiberg. I think so. Do you know what I, I mean? Being, I think so. Guys, it's all very well to joke, but can I just be serious? I think with Emerson's Royals performance, he could well keep Paul Stouteri out this team. I, I think he could. I think he could. <laughs> Now, we've got three um, questions left. Um, can I just get all of your thoughts on the transfer window? Rick, let's start with you. Keep, keep, it, keep it short because we've got 10 minutes I'll left. Try. We've got three questions to get through. For, for, for me, I think it's a smart loan to get in Dan Juma, um, an attacker on loan from uh, a club where we've already got a player there on loan. If he does well, and we've seen him, and we've seen how explosive he can be, only a flash of it, but if he does well, then I think if we sign him, it's almost like a free transfer because we'll give them Lacelso and we can have Dan Juma, another player of value. He's big, he's strong, he's quick, he can dribble. He wants to prove something in the Premier League. And he gave up Everton to come to Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? He gave up a, a Premiership side, a, a side where he would probably be worth, uh, playing week in, week out to come yeah. to Spurs and, and to, to compete in this side. So if he does well, then it's almost like a free transfer. Poro, I'm super happy because he is our top target, our number one target. 
I would have loved it to have happened earlier, but it didn't. It is what it is. And um, we've got him through the door. And not only did we get him through the door, but we didn't stop. Uh, we did not get him in the door because we had Doherty or because of Doherty's contract or because he couldn't go yeah. out on loan because of the whole foreign thing. Do you know what I mean? Not only that, we, we were ruthless. The club were ruthless to terminate that Doherty contract so that we could secure and make sure that Poro was there. Could we have done more? Of course we could have. If we could have got in another centre-back, that would have been fantastic. I think that would have been that, that would have been a perfect uh, transfer window. But we didn't. We're going to hold out for our top targets. And we've got to go big this summer again. We've got to go big this summer again. But I'm really happy that we've got our top target. And like I say, I think it's a smart loan that we've got in uh, an attacker and a dangerous Dutch guy in this uh, Spurs attack. I love a Dutch player, especially at Spurs. Edgar Davids, Van der Vaart, Bergwin is another one. You know, uh, Janssen. Um, no, I'm not um, But here's another one, a dangerous Dutchman. Let's have it. <laughs> Darren, Darren, your thoughts on the transfer window? You happy? I mean, it's, it's a five out of ten, really. I mean, Poro, poor I'm excited. I'm excited to have in our team. And let's just hope that this uh, Dan Juma, you know, if he's like I said, if he's as good as what I've seen of him, I'm 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 not an expert. I don't know what his what his playing's like, but then he could be an absolute baller. And I think that we need that. As I said earlier in the podcast, we need something on the left that's going to be as good as Poro. Hopefully, will be on the right. So we'll see. I mean, um, good that we're getting out all the dead wood. Um, but do they all come back on July the first? By the way, what happens? Yes, they all come back. Do they? Apart from Doherty. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terminated. Wow. <laughs> so, like, um, uh, lot of wages to pay. Yeah, well, yeah. Got Bele, Le Celso. There are so many of them and to come back. And up, yes. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Right. Harry Winks. A lot of them. They all come back. Yeah. But then th- that's going to be the, the the kind of mission of the summer to to get yeah. some of these sales gone. And that's why yeah. I think it's smart for Le Celso as well. So we've got Dan Juma in from the same club. We've got a good relationship with them. We can swap them over. I don't even think any money needs to be exchanged because of how we value uh, Lo Celso. He would have been a World Cup winner if he was fit. Just think about that and where we could have sold him after that if it yeah. went. But all right, cool. Everyone else's skin apart from the Premier League. I think it's a smart loan and we could end up doing the swap there. So, mm. so mm. you know, maybe that's one that will be off the books now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I heard. I heard we're getting rid of Darren Anderton as well, Dal. Just to let you know. <laughs> uh, personally, I think that's a big mistake. Gary, big mistake. Your thoughts on the window? I'll be really quick. <laughs> um, I was pleased with the Deadwood we got out. Um, I think the centre back needed to come in, but also I would have liked to have seen a goalkeeper. So for me, the goalkeeper yeah. one. And I know Luis had a good game today and stuff, but I definitely feel a centre back and a goalkeeper. But I am pleased we've terminated Doherty's um, contract and stuff like that. But it just worries me. Could you imagine if Winks was to get back in this team at any point in the future? That just makes me very nervous. So, mm. But overall, I would give it probably a 6 or 7 out of 10. But I think I think Tottenham are very clever how they strung that Poro out with about eight minutes to go. So then it feels like you're getting a really good transfer window because they're kind of dangling the carrot the whole time. And I think that's what made it feel slightly better. Because they kind of delayed it. I think we had about eight minutes left of the transfer window. Yeah. So, so yeah. So for me, about six or seven out of ten. Where's he going? He's off. Ricky, Ricky, your thoughts on the um, reply to the trust from the club this week? 
<laughs> um, you know what? Overall, I think it was kind of it lacked a bit of human emotion. It trophies. lacked a bit of oh, have a look at that, have a look at that trophies. Come on, hey. all day long. Um, I think I'll it see lacked them. a bit of emotion. I think it lacked a bit of humility. <clears throat> I think I would have liked them to talk about the failties that have happened and not just kind of defend their position. Um, yes, they've spent money on certain players, but how many of them have been a success? If we look at the Mourinho transfer period, there's only one player that's left, and that's Freiburg. If you look at the, the current playing staff, we've got over 200 million out on loan right now. And I think that's a, a, a negative indictment of the scouting system. But the positive of this, hello, Kat, the positive of, of, the positive of this is that since Paratichia turned up, and that's what I wanted, I wanted a football man dealing with football decisions, Ever since he's turned up, the majority of the signings have improved and have been an upgrade on the current squad. And I think we are going in the right direction as long as he stays out of jail. That's what I love about Gary. He's never shot a pussy. <laughs> Just like a magnet. Just follows me. Unbelievable. <laughs> the Lynx effect. Unbelievable. Darren, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I read that and um, I thought it was a bit weak. I thought that the um, the focus was on what they've spent on the training ground and um, the uh, our stadium. Listen, which which is not to be sniffed at. We've got the best stadium in the world, the, arguably the best training facilities, Spurs Lodge in the world. Everyone can't believe it when they come to them. Um, but, you know, things like the, the naming rights, oh, we, we need to be a little bit more sure of, 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 of that, but we're proud to call it the Tottenham Hotspur State. It was a bit wishy-washy. I don't think address the key the key issues that we want as fans as why we're not investing in the team. I think it was uh, a bit of smoke and mirrors, to be honest. I don't think it told us anything that we want to hear. What about you, Gary? Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything Darren said. Um, he definitely knows the stuff about that. So I'll give you that, Darren. More, more than the players, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's it. Maybe you're spending so much time on Twitter where you see a lot of that on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? But I think Darren hit it nail on the head. They're, they're only going to ask to talk about what they want to. You know, us as fans, even you, Chris, who were more in with Tottenham Hotspur, and you know some of the guests you've had on your show from Sky Sports News, even they don't get told. You know, it's a very close unit and they're only going to come out and give statements and say what they want to say. And that will never, ever change because regardless of what they say or what they do, they always know we're still going to support the club. And that is the problem. Yeah. You know, it's not like, right, I don't like this chicken shop, so I'm going to go to a different one. It's your club. Yeah. That's it. Final question, Final question for you all. Score prediction and how you think the Leicester game will go next weekend. Rick, let's start with you. I'm going big win. I'm going 4-0, mate. I'm going 4-0. Wow. Another clean sheet. Uh, I think it's going to be goals galore. I think Harry's going to be buzzing. I think a lot of them. Sonny, Kulu are going to be buzzing. I think Poro's going to start. I think he's going to get his first assist. Oh, mate, I think we're going to have a great game against them. But again, it's not about being, you know, uh, complacent. They've still got to keep their concentration and they can't underestimate Leicester because they are in a dire position themselves. They are going to fight for it. But at the same time, we're going to go there and show them what we're about. Because the guys, they're on this momentum right now. And I think they're going to keep it going. So come on, you Spurs. 4-0 Tottenham. Yeah. What about you, Darren? Um, well, we're away. I, I think uh, you used a very good word there, Ricky. And that's concentration. I think if we can keep our concentration and the focus that we did today, um, I'm not going to get as carried away with you. I'm going to go 2-0. 
2-0 Spurs. Um, but focus and concentration, and especially um, uh, Lloris. I, I, you know, I don't. I want him to. I don't want to see any mistakes. I don't want to see some of his crap distribution that we've seen kicking yeah. it straight to the opposition. I'm done with all that. Dumb fan. Yeah. I'm killing you. Um, so, um, <laughs> difficult to be Jewish and middle class and give it the, <laughs> like we are Tottenham TV, you know, you don't read, you don't write, I wonder what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, feeling comfortable the game, Gary? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I was going to go really big and I was going to say something like four or five, two. Only because I think, because we're away from home. I know Leicester had a really great result the other day. They came back from behind um, and they got a really good result. And that was that was pretty yeah. impressive. I was against Aston Villa, right? And that was really impressive. But I'm actually just going to keep it nice and simple. And I'm going to say we're going we're gonna to win 2-0. Because I want us to win 2-0. I'd rather us win 2-0 than win 4-2 or 5-2. Because I want to keep a clean sheet. And I need Lloris to get back to his best. And get a bit of confidence. And if he's letting in one or two goals, even if we win, it's not good for a goalkeeper's confidence. So I'm going to go 2-0 and a clean sheet. Well, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win next weekend. I just think that, um, yeah, I think we'll get the win. Um, I think it'll be difficult. Uh, they come back from 2-1 down to beat Villa 4-2 yeah. um, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go for a Tottenham win 2-1. Um, three points is three points at the end of the day. And uh, we need to keep continuing to get the points to get in that top four again. Um, Gary, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure having you on again. Loved it. Thanks very much. It's always a pleasure, especially with this, these guys here. They're absolutely brilliant. My favourites. So, no offence, Craig. I love you as well. But it's always <laughs> a good show with these guys. <laughs> Ricky. Thanks for coming back. A pleasure having you back and tell everyone where they can find you, apart from in Watford. Always, always an honour and a pleasure to be on, apart from when you mentioned Watford. And everybody knows that they can find me uh, at Ricky J Norwood on Twitter and official Ricky Norwood on Instagram. And again, if you haven't listened to the Chris Cowlin, Danny Kelly yeah, podcast really special, make sure you have a listen to that. Yeah, right? brilliant. I guarantee every single Spurs fan, you will enjoy it. Great questions by Chris and fantastic answers by Mr. Danny Kelly. Yeah, so really definitely yeah. one to watch. Well, thank you, Rick. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Darren, a pleasure having you back. Thank you. Where can uh, find you? Well, you can find me on the Premier League website, just researching who the fuck plays for what team. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we don't want you any other way, Darren. We love you like that. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Stadium's now closed. I've got one thing to say. The trophies are coming. Come on, hey! Spurs. Come on, Come on Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.